Today we're talking about excellence in your facility on the Better Sundays podcast. And we're also doing our segment called Ask Mike, and we're dealing with the topic of what to do when there's people in your church that hate children. So we're covering both of those coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. All right. Hey, greetings, 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 and howdy, howdy, howdy from uh, Mr. Mike out here in Wyoming. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. We're glad to have you here. We've got some exciting stuff that we're covering, actually exciting things going on in our church and going on in a lot of our ministries. Very excited about our uh, Back to Church conference coming up here uh, very soon. We had to delay it a little bit. I got ill, and and uh, that kind of slowed everything down, that uh, sickness does. So, uh, and Anyway, we are glad that you are with us here uh, today. If you're watching this when we are recording this, it is near the end of August of 2021. I think I get my dates mixed up, but anyway, glad you're here and you know where you're at. But uh, we are back to church conference is coming up uh, on the 17th. uh, I think it's the 17th and 18th. Let me just double check. 16th and 17th uh, of September and very special conference. I'll talk about it at the end. Anyway, welcome. We are covering a very important topic today, and this has to do with, is the church a business? Is a church, uh, uh, does it need to be run like a business in any type of, of way? And we would be the first, I would be the first to say that the church is an organism, okay? It's a special thing that Christ gave his, his life for. It is the called out assembly of, of believers. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's very special things about the church. It is not like a 7-Eleven or a convenience store or a movie theater, whatever. But in a way, we are supposed to be about our father's business, and we are uh, supposed to be diligent about our business. And and uh, the disciples uh, got some extra help to help them with the business that needed to be done. And so we want to talk about some of those things because they're very, very important. And today we're talking about the facility or your building where you meet. So we have a unique situation here. It's not always been this way all throughout uh, history, but in uh, in America, North America, Western culture, you can now own property. And when you own property, you, you tend to you know use it and meet in it. And so we have church buildings all over. wasn't always that way. Many times it was just a group of people meeting wherever uh, they were able to meet uh, many interesting stories about that through the dark ages and through communist you know regimes and things of that nature but if you are in this century now you probably have a place that you meet you probably have a facility now you may own it and have the 24 7 access to it or you might be leasing it or renting it or working in, you know, where you borrow a building and do something in the afternoon, like a school, or uh, I worked with a church that's got a, uh, they do uh, services on on Sunday at this building because it's a Seventh-day Adventist building, and they meet on Saturday, but the church, then the Baptist church meets on Sunday. And so there's a lot of different things. So we want to talk about uh, the importance of your building and some of that, because in the business sense, when people go to the convenience store, when they go to the, you know, clothing store, they go to the barber shop, whatever, all of 
those buildings are compared, your building is compared to all of those in a sense. In other words, is it, you know, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it clean? Is it not? Is it easy, accessible? All of those things will be compared by people, uh, not necessarily your good church people, because they know, hey, we'd, you know, I'd go meet in the forest, you know, uh, to be with believers. That would be a neat thing. But new people are coming to your facility and is, you know, is there, is it nursery for, you know, for kids, is there a kids program, all of that kind of stuff. So, so when we talk about this church as a, as a business and being diligent about your business, we really are translating this in this thought right now. And I want you to grab hold of this, be diligent about your father's building, be diligent about your father's facility be diligent know well the state of your flocks and your facility and make sure that you have things in good in good shape so i'm going to reference back to several different podcasts on this one and they are all if you're listening to this in the podcast way you can go uh, to your favorite podcatcher whatever you use um you know itunes or spotify or you know google podcast there's all sorts of different ways but you can go back and download some of these other ones they are there for reference materials and to make it easier for those in reference materials we've created what we call seasons okay so we have we're now in our fourth season and uh, i think we're in episode three or four for uh, the fourth season here but um, in season number one we deal with several different things so you would go back uh, and, and they are the way they are marked is we have an S, a capital S, and then a one. So season one, S1, and episode four would be E4. So S1, E4 uh, would, would be a, a, a great one. I'm going to reference actually S1, E5 in just a little bit here. Um, episode Season one, episode five, and then I'll give you a couple others here in, in just a little bit. But let's talk about your facility. Let's talk about what it makes to, uh, uh, you know, to have a great building. And there are several different things. I want to kind of cover, uh, these are sort of broad, but if you go back and re- research or actually listen to some other ones, you can get much more detail on this. The first thing is you need to, as much as possible, make your building appealing. Now, if you don't own it, and you can't necessarily change walls and move things around and, and do some of that, but there are things that you can do. You know, you can put out, you know, welcome mats. You can put signage so people can find it. You can have some people outside that are excited for guests to come. In fact, that's uh, episode season one, episode uh, five is excited for guests. And when you have people that pull up in the parking lot and there's someone outside saying, hey, good to have you here. Come on in. You know, that changes everything right there. Okay, so uh, that is a great thing that you can do for your facility is put excited people inside the front door near the front door and welcoming them so um but the idea is to is to make it appealing so you can do that with signage you can hang different signs up and if you're a temporary you can put little temporary signs up um as i mentioned i was at the seventh day adventist church where the baptists were using it and they had great big bulletin boards and the pastor's wife had created just a great big bulletin board on a piece of cardboard that just opened up and opened up the whole thing, and it like a book, like a like a giant uh, uh, birthday card opened up, and you just put four pins in the four corners, and it covered their entire bulletin board with all their advertisement, and in the inside, of course, it was all pre-done, and they were all stuck up there, all their announcements of Bible camp and fun things going on, and you know different things that were happening. So that is a great way to do it. Another thing that you can do to make it appealing is to have some level of decoration that is uh, somewhat fresh and relevant. Relevant. And we cover this again back in season uh, chapter one or season one. You can go through and find one. Talks about decorations there. I forget the exact number, but 
you'll want to make sure that your decorations are relevant and you change them up. Uh, props sometimes can be used uh, in the in a sermon where you talk about he shall be like a tree. You could have a branch that is broken off the tree and all the leaves are withered and you go, what happened here? You know, it's not connected anymore. And look at these leaves. They're, they're crumbling and falling off all over the floor here. Okay, that's what's going to happen if you are disconnected from the, the trunk and, and disconnected from Christ. So little object lessons and little decorations decorations that make it relevant uh, will make your building uh, be appealing. In other words, people are coming in, they're going to see these things, they're going to, you know, all, all, of, the, all of that is, is going to happen. Um, the, the, another thing I wrote down is just the setup, the way that you uh, set up the chairs and kind of have things done. We recommend that you, when you're setting up your chairs, and if you're in a school situation, People like to set them up in, you know, these perfectly straight rows. And I'm not against straight rows for some orderliness or the aisle down the middle, however you want to do it, okay? But if you turn the chairs and kind of have them a little bit more at an angle so that it's a little bit more and a little bit maybe even a curve to them, what it does is it kind of tightens things up and it makes it a little bit more family-ish in a way that people can see other people's reactions to the sermon and to the, you know, they laugh and they sing and they can see the faces, but it's not perfectly straight rows. And also it's more comfortable. If you got to sit in, in one place and look, you know, if you're sitting straight and you're looking off at like a 15 or 20 degree angle, you know, for an hour, man, your neck can be, you know, I mean, that can be hard. So curve those chairs, turn those at angles and, and have those angles back so that you can uh, do that. So all of that is some things that have to do with your building uh, to make it appealing. So think about those things because those are important to brand new people. If you, you know, if you need to, uh, again, on your own, if you own your building, I mean, you can put carpet down and make sure the heat is good. Uh, we talk about making sure your building smells good. Uh, that's part of atmosphere. I'll touch on that and give you the, uh, the one here just a little bit. But but that's a very important thing. The second thing, number two, and this should go without saying, but it has to be said, and I don't want to be known as a critical guy, but your building needs to be clean. It needs to be done, you know, and I don't want to kind of pick against guys because there's some guys that are very good at this, but it needs to be girl clean, okay, as opposed to guy clean, all right? When I clean the house, my wife can come in and go, well, how come you didn't do that, that, or that? And I'm like, I did, okay. And she's like, well, you missed half of that table you didn't wipe all that you know there's something i don't know if it's ladies because they spend more time with babies and the, the, that sanitation thing is very very important as far as surfaces are clean let me tell you a couple stories i was in just a couple churches not too long ago one i went into the bathroom okay and the squirty squirty soap stuff had been you know just it was drooling all over the squirty thing and it had been down there and there's a ring and that ring had not been cleaned for a long time I got a wet paper towel and I cleaned this whole bathroom thing because I was just so ashamed a visitor would come in and there was little uh, glue, uh, the gluey spots, you know, where the squirt stuff had landed and it had not been cleaned very good. You need to make sure your bathrooms are clean, your nursery is clean, that your auditorium or chapel area is clean. I was in church not too long ago and someone, we were kind of... the the chair had chairs and had little pockets and someone pulled something out of the pocket and they go, look at this. And it was a bulletin in a pocket from two years ago. So the little pockets had not been cleaned, thoroughly cleaned in two years. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing. Okay. But, but it needs to be, there needs to be times when we, you know, you need to have a good janitorial system 
and we'll talk about volunteers at our conference and how to get good volunteers to do some of that kind of stuff. So make sure you sign up for the conference when we uh, get that opened up for you. Um, but you you need to have good volunteers that do stuff. And then a couple times a year or whatever, you need to have some deeper cleaning where it's like, we're going to deep clean the nursery, you know, this this Saturday and have some ladies over and some guys over, whatever, and and, and clean that thing and, and do a really nice, nice job with it. So what I'm what I'm asking you to do is don't make it embarrassing when people come and, and things are, are messy and there's trash back behind the, you know, everything. Make it clean. And that is part of your building. And that is part of your duty as a shopkeeper to make sure that, that things are done properly. So the the last one, the first one there is make sure your building's appealing, make sure it's clean. The, the third one here is just this idea of atmosphere. And we as pastors and church leaders can manage the atmosphere. Everything from the smell of the building to the music that is playing to the sunlight that is coming through, all of that, the temperature of the building, fans going, not going, heaters going, not going, all of that, uh, the way chairs are set up, all of that is part of the atmosphere. And I really want to reference back to um, uh, season uh, season one, and it's really season one, number four, all the way through 10. We covered all sorts of things on atmosphere, uh, and I, I will put... Let's see if I can put a link in there. I think I can get a link and put this in so you can go back and find those ex- exact episodes, uh, you know, on iTunes or uh, on our page. So um, anyway, very, very important stuff is to make sure that you are creating a good atmosphere and it's welcoming and people are excited for guests and it smells good because that is what is important. That is what's important to a, a first time guest. They come in and go, wow, that is Amazing church. In fact, we call it How to Have Amazing Sundays. And we've got a lot of teaching uh, we do on that here at ReachKeep and in the ReachKeep Academy. So anyway, I want to share those things with you. Now, I want to jump into, and I have been doing uh, this lately, uh, I want to jump right into our Ask Mike segment. Okay, so here we go with Ask Mike. And if you would like to ask a specific question, you can email me at info at reachkeep.com, and I will do the best we can to answer your question uh, on on the air. Um this comes from a church out west here, and, and a guy uh, wrote me, and I didn't, I should have printed it up ahead of time, but he said, we have a problem in our church that, that a lot of, and a lot of older folks, and he says, they just seem to hate children. <laughs> and it was like, what do you do when the people in your church don't want to reach young families and they hate children? And it was like, ay, 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 that sounds like a terrible scenario, but it is not uncommon. And we've run across this um, several times before. And let me give you my approach to this. And you can use this uh, however, however, however you want. Um, as the leader in the church, okay, if you're the church leader or if you're uh, in, a, in a position there of, of leadership, one of the things that we often find in our church is we have many, many uh, folks with the grayer hair and a little bit older. And one of the things that, it, that burdens them 
is that someone would, and you often hear these at prayer requests, you know, pray that someone would reach out to my grandchildren. I have a grandchild in such and such a state. I have a, a wayward child over here. I have a niece. I have a grandnephew. I have, a, you know, some kids that are far away, and we're praying that somebody uh, would reach out to them. A local church would reach out to them. And I absolutely, we honor those prayer requests, and we need to pray that God would send somebody. What we have done from time to time at our own church is we've said, how many of you have someone that you love dearly? And they are in that young family kind of category, and they are they need to get connected to a good, solid, Bible-believing church. And you're praying for them that they would get connected and get things right with God. How many of you have that? And many of them, many of them raise their hands. One of the things then that we do is we, what I've done is I basically have said, one of the things that you can do then right now, okay, is you can pray for the people around here. And you can pray for our children's ministry and you can pray for our teen activity and you can pray for our stuff because we are reaching someone else's grandchild. We're reaching out to someone else out there. So if we want people to reach our children, let's make sure that we reach out to their children. And you know what? You wouldn't mind if your if your family called or your grandkids called and said, "Mom, Dad, I got Grandma, Grandpa, I got right with God." I got and, and that church had put some effort into that. You would be thrilled with that church. And if that church got a little Kool Aid on their carpet, and if that church got a little bit of you know some type of uh, something that you know was a kind of a bother to them or, you know, something happened, you know, that, that, that messed up the church or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just talking about what kids do. You would say, that is not worried. That don't worry about that. Well, buy a new carpet. We want your kids to be, we want our kids to get saved. And folks, that's what we need to do. We need to basically say that we need to be for other people, what we want them to be for us. We want to reach out to other people and touch their lives and be the rescue, rescue their grandkids. And so, you know what? I know you may not like the noise in the service, and I know we might have to miss a service because we need to have some people in the nursery. And I know we're going to, you know, get some kids around here. Someone's going to spill some Kool-Aid somewhere but it's going to be worth it because we're reaching other people's children and we're praying that people reach our children and we want God to, to honor that prayer and we want God we want to honor the prayers that have been made for these kids. So that is one of the things that we have done here to help uh, where, where people tend to, uh, you know, abhor the children. Really what they don't like, and this is part of the Ask Mike Thinkman here, I had my notes too, is what they don't like is the, is the noise and the broken things and all that. And some of that can be managed. And so I would be very careful if you're starting a children's ministry that you be cautious about things. If your church has put in $50,000 with a new carpet, then I probably wouldn't have red Kool-Aid uh, that week. I would just give kids water and, you know, work your way into some of that or have the Kool-Aid stuff out, refreshments afterwards outside, you know. But letting those kids come in and sing in front of the adults and then reminding those grandparents that, hey, your, your child needs to get saved, 
that's going to make a, a world of difference. So anyway, thank you for being with us so much here. Uh, don't forget to, to uh, when we send out uh, the notice uh, for our conference, and this is, a, this is a different kind of conference. There's only a limited amount of people that come to it because it's a training-oriented thing. We have a lot of Zoom calls. So not too many people can come. Should get an email on that pretty soon, or you'll be able to hear about it at reachkeep.com. So this is Mike, and uh, signing out for today. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us, and we will see you next time. Bye.